we're back and it's now time to discuss symbolism the one thing that the world revolves around we all see them but not everyone has the eyes to see so let's start off with a quote by mr manly p Hall. for those that don't know he is a part of a secret society called the freemasons yes they're a pretty unpopular group i'm not a fan of them but they always uh, mention some truth bonds, so let's get straight to it. What he says about symbolism. When the human race learns to read the language of symbolism, the great veil will fall from the eyes of men. They shall then know truth, and more than that, they shall realise that from the beginning, truth has been in the world unrecognised, save by a small but gradually increasing number appointed by the lords of the dawn as ministers to the needs of human creatures struggling to regain their consciousness of divinity. I mean, that is pretty deep and an empowering quote to fairness. I mean, look, it just shows that if, if people can see, then they can see that the whole world is, let's say, a scripted show. What are your thoughts on it, Rowan? and why he looked at regarding the symbology shown especially by the mainstream celebrities that the masses worship yeah manly p hall spin straight facts there it's like uh it's like the film they live in that film there's the protagonist i haven't actually seen the film but i know i know the film what happens in it and he puts the shades on and he looks around and he sees the Matrix, he sees the modern world and all the propaganda that's spewed at us. And he can see it for what it is when he puts the shades on. That's also quite symbolic of... Sunglasses always seems to appear in things, doesn't it? Like the Matrix, in the Matrix film, Neo wears the shades, he wears the sunglasses. And why is that? I'm not 100% sure. The sunglasses shows up in the Matrix, it shows up in They Live as a representation of escape in the Matrix, the Matrix programming. And I think, to a degree, that is representative. This could be a stretch of the possession of Ra and the sun. The sun is a projection and it keeps us in this Matrix. And to put the sunglasses on is to symbolise how you're escaping from the programming that you've been given throughout your whole life. I, th I think it's a really interesting metaphor. But on the topic of using symbolism in the occult and in modern media, I think it's it's almost everywhere these days. It's it's hidden in plain sight for the most part, which I think to a degree could be purposeful. Uh, it might be completely, yeah. Uh, it might be completely explainable. It might just be a coincidence, as people would say. However, it, it seems to pop on it. It seems to be so synchronistical with like certain ideas and thoughts of the occult that I think the degree is almost too it's too like good to be fake, if that makes sense. So say for the Starbucks, let's talk about the Starbucks logo. One that has changed many times throughout the years. It was first created in nineteen seventy one. Back in 1971, in fact, it did look a lot more explicitly representative of occult symbology. So when it first, when it was first made the symbol, it looked it looked like a siren 
So a siren is a folklore tale, which is told of sailors when they go out to sea, they will be essentially suckered in by mermaids or women of the sea that are calling them and they'd be using the siren to call them and it was will almost manipulate them into joining them and the promises of promiscuity and things like that. So if you look at the the Starbucks logo in 1971, it almost looked like one of these sirens and it has the legs split open. So it is representative of promiscuity and going in. And now if you look at it, it's, it's sort of manifested itself. It's still kept that base of the the mermaid looking figure. And a lot of people argue that that is representative of the promiscuity of the Western world today. I mean, they were supposed to have changed it from 1971 because it got a lot of complaints for looking like this. And I think people took a lot of grievance with that. And so they changed it, but it still has that same baseline of being a mermaid in the picture or a sign, which is a folklore tale, as I say, of the promise of sex from these women, these mermaids, and then they get suffered in and then they almost get manipulated into doing something that they don't want to do and then they get killed by the mermaids. And as I say, it's supposed to be representative of the state of Western world today. Um, also as well, if you look at the picture from 1971, if you flip it upside down, it almost looks like Baphomet swallowing a woman, which is actually quite interesting because there's these two tails stemmed off to the side and a lot of people argue that they look out of place, but if you flip it on its head, it does look like goat horns, which is obviously symbolic of Baphomet and yeah, the goat horns. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, on Starbucks being an evil corporation manipulated by Satan himself to sell coffee to the masses. Arabica beans. I mean, that does sound like a conspiracy theorist. I'm not going to lie. That yeah. Why would a coffee company produce or highlight imagery of a Greek goddess, which is actually called, actually not even Greek, it's a goddess called Astrate. According to research, it's a Middle Eastern goddess. And quite ironically, the planet supposedly is represented by Venus and that highlights to Lucifer in Greek mythology because Lucifer is the morning star who represents the planet Venus. I mean, Lucifer is often denoted as a male within Christianity, whereas in Starbucks it's shown as a female. I've always had, I've had the conclusion that Lucifer is just androgynous, which it means that it's both male and female, but really, if you look at it further, it's it's just it's just a type of energy, this Lucifer character, and many conspiracy theorists out there highlights that the symbols that celebrities show on the world stage and corporations are all testament to the worship of Lucifer itself. But going back to your question on the Starbucks logo, why does it have? the the goddess Astrate. To be honest, I have no idea. I mean, doing my research, it was the goddess of war and love, and it's hard to say. Maybe it's the effects of you drinking that coffee, I don't know. It's, it's tough to say. You have to really go deep into what Starbucks do with coffee, with the coffee itself, and why they've connected it to that particular mythological character, but yeah, the Baphomet connection with Lucifer, it does make sense, but 
when it comes to connecting with coffee, I don't know, maybe maybe the people that drink Starbucks are now Satanists. No, I'm joking. <laughs> well, the research I did into it said it was an English teacher, a history teacher, and a math teacher, I believe, if I'm not mistaken there. So there might have been. There might have been part of a, an occult college where they were teaching students how to do black magic and things like that, and that's why they decided to start Starbucks. However, I think it's similar to how you were saying about Mandy P. Hall and once you realize that there's like these occult symbols everywhere and you'll see them for what they are i think it's a matter of because you could make the argument that a lot of these occult symbols show up in a lot of logos and is it a matter of the fact that people are drawn more towards companies that use logos that are are of esoteric nature we sort of have like a an inkling of curiosity and we think that that is the the one to choose. So, like, for example, Starbucks is so prominent in the world now, and it started out as three three teachers selling coffee, essentially. And did it become so successful, for example, because of the use of symbols and using almost esoteric symbology in their logos? Because you can make the argument that, say, like Google Chrome, it has the the three sixes number of the beast. If you if you look at it from the, the I'm using Google Chrome right now, so this is quite ironic. Also, you've got, say, the Disney logo. People will make the argument that the the Disney, um, Walt Disney has the 666 within it, Pepsi, the Monster Can, people who drink Monster, the, the three lines. If you translate that to Hebrew, it's 666 in Hebrew. So is it that people are using these occult symbols as a way to get ahead and almost manifest success within the company as it draws people in. It's almost like occult magic, basically, to get people more drawn into the company, more likely to use the business. So it's, it's almost like a business move as well as it's like a, a tactic to get people to be drawn into the company. It's, it's very similar to how sigils would work. Do you know what a sigil is? I'm assuming you do. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, it, so it's a form of magic in which I'm, I'm not saying this exists, by the way. I'm. Ju- I'm just saying this is just a, it's just a thought experiment. So, for example, if sigils are being used, it's sort of a similar idea that you have these, you create these like emblems and these symbols that, if you give energy towards, will manifest something that you want. So, for example, for a sigil, say I wanted to manifest a brand new car what people who are into the esoteric would do is they would draw, say, like a, they create a symbol that was representative of how they wanted to manifest that car into reality. So say, for example, it was Lamborghini. They wanted a Lamborghini. What they would do is they would take a letter. Oh, this is just for an example. They'd take a letter, every single letter from the word, and create it into a symbol, like an emblem, and they would use that and give that, emblem energy by constantly looking at it, constantly reminding themselves what they want and they give power to the symbol and that almost manifests the energy and the thought into reality. So my my question is, is that what companies be using to be able to create these sort of successes within their lives? As I say, there's a lot of companies that seem to use esoteric symbolism that are very successful within the world. That's a good point because I think we've companies if symbolism like that hasn't been shown before to people i think for that 
realize this scene was uh, they're awake to it. So I think they are drawn to it more than others. But as for the masses, how, how they get drawn to it is a different question. You know, I don't know how I don't know how they've done I don't know how these companies have done it, but all I know is that it's through other means of symbolism as shown by celebrities when, when they do this. You know, people say this is the, the diamond thing, you know, Jay-Z, created by Jay-Z, but now, again, the symbolism is more than just a form of magic again. You know, its actual name is the, the sign of philosophus, a Greek word. And I think that it means really philosopher. And what, what I found back in March, actually, was um, March last year, I believe it was, that uh, it looks like the, the shape itself when you do this, it looks like uh, the molecular structure of an element, well, a, a platonic solid called a tetrahedron, um, which in the platonic solids, this is going back to Plato and his work, it is a fire element, so it represents fire, and the sign of phosphorus, my rubbish pronunciation of these words, it represents fire. So I believe so I think that makes sense. And then with phosphorus, the element in the periodic table, it goes back to Lucifer because the Greek spelling of that word is indeed Lucifer in Latin. Done. So and correct plus, me. Oh, go on. Sorry. Plus, we have phosphorus in our bones, in our body, in our teeth. So when people say that the devil is inside you, that could be more truth than myth. Yeah. Well, I hear a lot of people arguing the fact that 666, as claimed to be as the number of the beast, is actually representative of the DNA buildup of carbon within human life forms. So it's, it's the representative of life is 666. So it's not actually the number of the beast. Uh, however, to a degree it is. I mean, people like Logan on Decoder Reality would argue that we're all little devils and we just come down here to play out a game, come out and play out a script. So the number of the beast being us as the little devils that have come down here to play. And perhaps that's why we are so drawn into these occult symbols of, say, 666, when I'm talking about, like, Walt Disney and, and Google Chrome and even CERN. So CERN with the particle colliders in Sweden, where they have things that are smashing, they're smashing the particle accelerators together. It's very similar to, like, the Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse movies. And it's the... Uh, colliding of the particle accelerators to what a lot of people would argue connect to different dimensions and different worlds and things like that. And obviously, outside of CERN, you have the you have a statue of Shiva, who is the goddess of destruction. If you look that up with Google, they tell you that they were gifted that by India as a as a, a gift to say thank you to their connection with India, which I, I, I mean it seems like kind of a loose reasoning for why you have a, a statue of Shiva outside, which is quite obviously like the goddess of destruction. It has the the, um, the portal behind her, like she's dancing within the portal and obviously CERN is to do with portals. And obviously the emblem of CERN is like, if you look at it, it looks like three sixes as well. It literally is quite obvious. It's quite, there's, there's not much ambiguity to it. It definitely does look like just three sixes smashed together. So yeah, as I say, is it that we're drawn into the 666 because we are 666, we are the, 
the carbon life bombs is near above six six six. And that's why companies use it so frequently because it's the way to tap into our psychology and our mind. I mean, even Edward Bernays, who's the, the god of propaganda, as you would call him, he is essentially the, the starter of symbology to a degree because he was the one who basically invented propaganda. So I guess he's probably got a heavy influence in modern companies using logos that are of esoteric nature. And he would probably have a lot to say about how those manipulators and makers think. It's like, for example, the, the McDonald's logo. is whole thing about how the McDonald's logo, the golden arches, and obviously those colours are used specifically to manipulate our psychology because those two colours paired together make us think of the food and make us feel hungry. It's, it's a very strange phenomenon. You can look this up. That's why most fast food companies usually use that sort of colour palette with the logos like yellow, red. It's because of manipulation of the psychology. But yeah, as, as I say, it's interesting to think that maybe we're so drawn into these occult symbols because it is part of who we are to a degree. And whether the higher-ups know that and use that to manipulate us into buying things and to consume more, it, I, I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past them to be fair that they would just use that as a way to get us to buy more products. So, yeah. That is a very good point because even in the, the Bible it says uh, the number of the beast is the number of man. So in in itself, I think that's pretty clear that what you've just said is, is spot on. You know, I have no doubts that maybe the 666 is just there to represent us in a sense. Obviously, they, they do it in a way that people believe is demonic to, to stay away, which is why the masses are so drawn to it, because it's perhaps representative of who we are as human beings. As well, I think also, um, you know, this particular symbolism they use in the, in the movies. Wakanda Forever. Yeah, Wakanda Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, uh, in some resurrection. You know, you're in Wakanda Forever, mate. I'm sorry to disturb your... your... <laughs> you sure, mate? Yeah, of course. Of course I am. I'm definitely sure that's what they use it for. Nothing else. It's Wakanda Forever. That's where, that's where it, I've never seen that symbol before. Before Black Panther came out, I didn't even know what it meant. I mean, you better do your research soon because... <laughs> I'm joking. <sure, I'm> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all about the resurrection of Osiris. You know, I think there's a... There's pictures of Osiris, the, the pharaoh, with with that symbol. So, plus in in other in other in England, there's a football club called the West Ham United, and they have that same symbol, but with hammers. It obviously would have represented the time in the Industrial Revolution around that side of London. And yeah, it's pretty. And obviously, speaking about West Ham, they just won a trophy after what forty three yeah, years. Just... I was just going to say that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, you know who else no. is a fan of West, of West Ham? Who? Russell Brand. Yeah, controlled opposition. I'm not saying anything. 
Why, what, I just what, think it's what, interesting what? that he's able to talk. He's able to run his mouth. I love Russell Brand. I think he's a great guy, but I think it's a bit suspicious how much he's able to run his mouth without coming into any um, of that much heat. I know, I know this is off topic, but when I first met you a year ago, I mean, you did an impression of Russell Brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Art impressionists such as Roflo 17, Stooges sent by Russia as a way to infiltrate and subvert and confuse the unimpeachable populace and by virtue destroy and disintegrate Western ideologies from the inside out. Stay on this video to find out what we think. I don't know if I'll still be able to do it. Have a go. What would, what would Russell Brand say though? What would he say? I've no idea. Um... Listen here, I'm not... Nah, that's not it. I am not the personification of controlled opposition because if I was, then there would be a conflict of interest within the judicial system of how we operate in today's society. I don't feel like that was it. I don't feel like that was it. I feel like I missed the mark on that one. Maybe, but it's a good effort. I feel, I feel like I'm under pressure at the minute. I'm under pressure at the minute. Maybe just like give me a time to breathe and then I'll come out with it at some point. Yeah, that was a way off topic, bro. But <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Keep All it entertaining. About, it is entertaining, absolutely. Resurrection from the dead. It's kind of like the, the Osiris stories are sim quite similar to the Jesus story in the Bible, actually. The resurrection and the phoenix and everything. It's it's all it's all the same packaging to different myths. A hundred percent. And obviously, like you were saying about this, every single pharaoh is buried like this, which I think is an interesting connection. The symbology of that, as you say, is coming from Osiris and finding the path through the death cycle and the resurrection and trying to find a way into the afterlife. So they have to be buried like that to keep them safe from any um, anyone coming to smite their soul, as you'd say. But I, th I think that's a quite a nice little um, tether to the, the next point I was going to make. So I did quite a lot of research on the Hoover Dam because there's, there's quite a lot of symbolism around the Hoover Dam, which is located in Nevada, the United States, where there's often a lot of um there's a lot of talk of ufo signs and things like that it's it's located in the black canyon which i thought was interesting because there's a lot of there's a lot of use of black cubes located around the hoover dam i also thought it was interesting speaking of black cubes to know how it's called the hoover dam now i know it's named after herbert hoover who was the conceptual creator of the hoover dam however Hoover almost has a similar, it's a similar word to vacuum. The vacuum, obviously, like is the emptiness, it's the ether, it's when nothing exists. And then obviously you have a lot of black cubes and things like that. And then you have the black cube of Saturn, you have the storm of Saturn, which we've talked about before. And we know that they love to worship Saturn. And I think that is almost a form of worship. In a sense, and I think it's quite interesting. There's like nice synchronicity between Hoover and Vacuum. I'm not sure it could be reaching, it could be reaching 100%, but I thought it was a nice little connection. But yeah, so at the Hoover Dam, which is the eighth wonder in the world, a lot of people would argue that it's similar to the Tower of Babel in a sense, because 
it's representative of mankind's achievements and basically FDR, the president of the United States at the time, wanted to build something that was that was stand, stand the test of time, similar to the pyramids. And it's almost a statement of look how powerful humans have become that we're able to build this hoover down at such ginormous scale. And it is almost representative of how science is improving and improving and improving. And speaking of Manly P. Hall, he often talked about how the USA was a, a step towards trying to rebuild a new Atlantis. A point I was going to make, because you talked about Plato earlier and how it connected to phosphorus. I'm not sure if this is quite a loose connection, but obviously Plato was the, the first person to talk about Atlantis. That's where the, the myth stems from, is Plato visiting Atlantis and him basically retelling stories of how his grandfather went to Atlantis. Oh, it went to um, Egypt at the time. He spoke to the rulers and they spoke to the ancient civilization that was lost to the to the oceans called Atlantis. And that's, that's where the idea of Atlantis stems from. And you have connection with Plato and Plato's cave. But Manly P. Hall basically talked about, as I say, USA was a step towards creating a new Atlantis. And the eagles and the phoenix were a representation of Atlantis rising out of the ashes and being a scientific experiment, essentially, as a scientific progression towards a new world that was built around science and sort of like a new religion, that being science. And the Hoover Dam is a representation of that, and that's why they have eagles outside as statues, basically protected by black people like the scene black cubes which i found quite interesting so obviously that has relation to the masons as well with the, the black cube so if if you are off your cube as a mason it means you're off your life path and the eagles are basically sitting on and protecting the, the black cubes which then again has correlation to the saturn cube the saturn time cube whatever you want to call it and how we often think about how that is sort of symbolic of the reality that we live in. I'm not, I'm not sure how that is. I think to a degree that like the Saturn idea is something that they believe and they purport and they almost want us to believe in. So they use these little symbols and the black tubes and things like that everywhere to almost program us and facilitate us into believing that this does actually exist and it's actually like a mystery religion that they want to indoctrinate us into. But yeah, okay. That's the end of that part. Yeah, didn't uh, something happen in the Hoover Dam? Some event, something with water or something, if I remember correctly. Possibly. Um, I remember. Let's let's see what we found. Just searching it up now. Hoover Dam event. Uh, I'm not actually sure to be fair. Okay, in 2022, July 2022, equipment failure caused the yes. transformer at the Hoover Dam to explode, causing a fire that lasted about half an hour and sending plumes of black smoke swirling through the air. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, that's quite recent, actually, July. Obviously, it's off topic in a minute, but you have the... Um, 
the Canadian wildfires going on raging at the minute, and New York looking like a uh, apocalyptic scene. Have you seen that? I have not seen it, but uh, obviously uh, the people will say it's uh, you know climate change, right? But it's, it's all balloony. It is. It is. It's all weather balloons. That's what it is. Yeah. Just but yeah, like, on the topic yeah. of. Sorry, go on. What are you going to say? No, no, I was going to say something silly about the weather. What are you going to say? Like the weather. It's absolutely beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful at the minute. Yeah, but uh, in the evenings, the thunderstorms. Have you had thunderstorms? We haven't. I have, two days. Have you? Oh, no way. Yeah, we've not had any thunderstorms, which I'm annoyed about because I love thunderstorms. Yeah, but yeah, that was very, very crazy. It'd be like 28 degrees, but around p.m., you just see thunderstorms, and I'm like, it's a bit suspicious. Doesn't make any sense. Definitely very tropical over here, because if I come, like, I've been to America a few times, not to brag, been to America a few times, you know. When you go out there, it's so humid. When I went outside the other night, it felt like I was in America because of, like, the humidity. Humidity, but it didn't thunderstorm, which I was kind of annoyed about. Because I love thunderstorms. Thunderstorms are like my favourite form of weather. I think it's great. Nice. Well, yeah. What was you going to say before I decided to have a conversation about the weather? Am <laughs> I could be Classic British um, small talk. Oh, the weather's very nice, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Like people complain about talking about the weather, but I think it's a really easy conversation topic. If you need to break the ice with someone, just talk about the weather. It's the easiest fucking thing to talk about. So easy. There's a little social tip for people. If they ever find themselves feeling awkward in the social situation, just start talking about the weather. If you don't know what to talk about, talk about the weather. It's a safe bet. And it's very relatable because everyone has the same weather. Unless you're mean in Gombe and you live like 50 miles apart and one's having a thunderstorm and one's not, which I think is very weird. Yeah. I digress. So, yeah, the Saturn symbology seems to pop up everywhere. There was a a recent post that Chris Brown made on his Instagram. I think you shared it with me in Gombe. Yeah. And he was almost... He went on this weird rant about Saturn. And if you look at his album covers and things like that, there seems to be a lot of reference to UFOs, especially that Indigo album cover. It's got it's got uh, pyramids on, it's got UFOs on, it's got I think it's got cubes on. I'm not 100 percent sure, but he was talking about how Saturn is everything the thing that everyone worships. So he was talking about the Saturn Awards and things like that, which is quite interesting. I think we'll have to try and find a link to that, but yeah, it seems to be there's a lot of Saturn symbology within probably the media. I think we've spoken about it before, to be fair, when we did the, the predictive programming episode. And yeah. you have, say, like the you have the Mecca in Jerusalem, which everyone spirals around, like Saturn's rings, everyone spirals around, and then the black cube in the centre. And for people that are just joining us and haven't watched that episode yet, we talk about how it's on Saturn there is, there is a, a star that if you basically drew the links together, it would form a cube. It doesn't look like it's a, it's a hexagram, essentially. But when you 
draw the points together on the storm if it forms a cube, and that's where the idea of the Saturn time cube comes from because there seems to be a lot of reference to that in popular media, for example, as well as the Tesseract in the Avengers, and that's a cube, and it's essentially a link between different points in reality, and it's the whole, the whole like uh, main point of the Avengers film, the first Avengers film that you're fighting over the Tesseract, and also in one of the Transformers movies, they are fighting over the Allspark, and the Allspark is a black cube. In the UN, they have a room, a meditation room, and it's got a black cube in. So there seems to be a lot of reference to the black cube, and as I say, say for your phone, your phone is a black cube. I, I often notice that now. So like when I'm going to bed and things like that, my phone's on the floor. I'm like, that's a black cube. And then we're staring into that, we're staring into the abyss. Obviously, you have the 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 Donda Kanye West album. It's a black cube and it is is listening shows, it's listening parties. It, everyone was circling around like it was in a circle. And you're circling around the center. So there seems to be a lot of reference to Saturn and symbology and Saturn's rings and things like that. So yeah, but I think it's quite interesting that that always shows up. There always seems to be some sort of reference to Saturn. I think I saw something on Twitter the other day and it was talking about how Emma Watson was basically thanking Saturn or something on one of the birthdays. It was like, oh, I've just turned 30, oh, 33 or something. And it's time to reflect on Saturn or something like that. I think I actually have to find a document that talks about but. I just thought it was quite interesting that they all seem to have this fascination with Saturn. And I think I think Nick Hinton talks about this. It's, it's almost like they want us to believe in that idea that everything is stems from Saturn. And that, like obviously they have pagan traditions in the past where they have Saturnalia and things like that. So I think they do want us to worship Saturn to a degree. But I don't think it's the right move to me. But yeah, as I said, there's a lot of reference to black cubes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and ultimately with symbolism, it's neutral. You know, how can a symbol be evil? What, what what makes a symbol evil is the people using it. If it's used with other things that make it seem demonic, then that's the impression that people are using. But you see, many people they highlight symbol symbolism as satanic. That may well be the case. Don't get me wrong. Like. You see, what's, what's the name of the fella? The artist, Little Nazex, doing the, the Eye of Horus symbolism with the Nike shoe. And he's got the, the Luke 10, 18 verse in the Bible about Satan falling from heaven. I get why people can say that's demonic because uh, it's, it's basically referring to Satan slash Lucifer. Again, Horus is Lucifer. It's the same, same character, but... Other than that, yeah, symbols are neutral and they all have different meanings. What I ultimately have and my ultimate conclusion based on symbolism is that is used, celebrities use this symbolism for magic purposes to protect themselves from whoever they worship, which most likely is indeed Lucifer because all the esoteric symbolism stems back to that even within freemasonry so it's all the same thing at the end of the day you know 
like going back to Lucifer itself, like the pentagram, Venus, when the um, when it moves along the sky every five or eight years, it makes a pattern of the pentagram and it creates a flower-like structure as well. So the pentagram is not just about Satan or whatnot. There's different meanings to it as well. Well, like with Leonardo da Vinci's sign, the man, that's the pentagram essentially, isn't it? Man is yeah. pentagram and man in Gematri and Chaldean is five as well. So you could argue that the pentagram is man. Yeah. Yeah, also, the, the Starbucks logo is supposed to contain the pentagram, isn't it? If you look yeah, at it. it. Also, because of the, the circles within it, there's six circles, I believe, in one, so that's supposed to be representative of six, 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 as people say. But yeah, no, you raise a good point about it's almost like whatever energy people give to it is what they will get out of it to a degree. So a symbolism is whatever you make of it, in a sense. Like you could say it has satanic connotations, but Lucifer, God, you could argue, is the same side of the sip. It's two sides of the same coin. Essentially, like the, the god Janus. Janus is the... The head facing two ways, and that is almost representative of how potentially symbolism operates as well. Where you have whatever energy you give to it is what you'll get out. But it's essentially the same thing, regardless. Yeah, it is, it is really interesting. Obviously, one massive symbol that I often notice, I didn't really know it. This is like a sort of a Mandela effect for me. I don't know if this is the case for you or for anyone else. But I don't seem to remember ambulances having the WHO sign on. You know, the, the staff with the, the serpent. Yeah. yeah, yes. I seem to remember them never having that on. I don't know about you. They never it's something did. I, it's, something I know, it's something I noticed in the last year. No, they do. Every single ambulance that you see will have the staff with the, with the serpent on. And obviously... I, See, it's hard to say because we've, we've spoke about this before, like the staff with the serpent and how it could be referenced to, say, the Ouroboros and the serpent eating its own tail, which is the cycle of life. It's a representation of the cycle of life or the cycle of the rabbit hole where you're just following and chasing your own tail. And it's also representative of the story in the Bible. I remember listening to a John Peterson podcast with Joe Rogan we were talking about it and how it's representative of when Moses rescued the the slaves from Egypt they were in the they were in the desert and they were attacked by snakes God sent snakes down because they were worshipping false gods and to prevent that what he told Moses to do was to get a staff and put a snake on it and hold it up to the snakes, and that is supposed to be representative how how we should face our fears in the face of adversity. What we should do is face our fears head on. So, and then I think you could also make the argument that it's like the serpent on the of man, the serpent of man, and how we have the thirty-three vertebrae, which is sort of like the serpent and the staff. Because obviously you have like the Pope, the Pope's staff also has the pine at the top, which is supposed to be representative of true knowledge and true power. 
and to a degree could be looked at as certain worship. I mean, he born literally next to Saturn earlier. But yeah, I just, no, I just thought it was really interesting how, I never noticed that before, but a lot of ambulances seem to have the staff with the serpents on. And I thought that was sort of like a Mandela effect, because I swear I first noticed it like a year ago, and I never noticed it before. Um, yeah. I've got to start noticing it because I've never seen it in ambulances, to be fair. I don't see it. But well, see, obviously, seen it in images, so I don't know. Maybe I've just heard, you know, when you see an ambulance, you don't really pay attention to it. Yeah. So it says it's called the rod or the staff of Asclepius. The God of healing. So it's told. I think that has biblical implications to a degree, but as I say, it could be representative of like the serpent within man and the staff. And obviously we, we talked about on the Graham Hancock episode how the serpents were almost shown everywhere, like within the ancient world. And you have Gebeki Tepe, the monolith, the monolith, the megalith. And how the serpents might have been represented with like an apocalyptic event with the asteroids coming down. And um, obviously, like asteroids in the sky could look like serpent. <laughs> it's sort of off topic to a degree. I just thought it was really interesting. Obviously, like the WHO has that same symbol as well. And we obviously know that the WHO, I don't know if it has our vested interests at heart to do with health. So I think. That could possess almost esoteric like, information. Yeah. yeah, I guess the snake symbolism is just neutrality. It's, it all depends on your opinion towards it. Most see snakes as evil because they have the venom, which makes sense. So that is people's impression when they see the snake symbolism, even through the WHO, which I get because the WHO is no way, shape or form serving the interests of the, the people in this world. Obviously, along with the, what's his name, Klaus Schwab, want to implement particular strategies to... Oh yeah, that word, that, that, that famous quote. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, the, the snake symbolism. I, I see why people see it as evil as well. But again, like I said before, all symbols are neutral. It's just your meaning of them. It's like the swastika symbolism. It's popularized by the Nazis, but it's used within all different groups. But it's it's been demonized. Let's say the swastika. That's a that's an absolutely excellent point. I think that that surmises everything that we're talking about in terms of symbology being whatever you feed into the energy of it. Because the swastika, by all means, is a symbol of peace and good luck in spirituality. But then, because it has connotations of a Nazi agenda, like the, obviously the hardships that people went through during the nineteen forties, then the energy that's fed towards it almost changes the meaning of the symbol, which is quite fascinating. So, like, going back to your, 
Emmanuel P. Hall speech at the start, it's almost as if once you can understand symbols, you can understand how energy works and manifestation to a degree. It's like whatever energy you feed into something, you will manifest. Yeah, it's really interesting. Really interesting point, actually. Absolutely. Like, like I say, with symbols, a symbol doesn't have meaning. Only you give the symbol meaning. Where attention goes, energy flows. Two top quotes there. And have you got any more to say on the symbols? I think you could go on for absolute years. There would be the point of obviously a, a small little point about the Astro World event that occurred last year. I think there's a lot of things that you can pull from that event. A lot of symbology often comes in the form of uh, like concerts and things like that. Like at concerts, you can see a lot of symbology being used. I know there was a whole thing, I read a thread. I should probably link it in, in the show notes, but there was a thread about how Beyonce's recent uh, concert was almost a ritual towards AI and the transformation transformation of humankind moving towards like transhumanism in a sense and that thread was absolutely fascinating it is worth linking down below but also to note the astro world event that occurred like almost two years ago now where eight people lost their lives and you have oh so we're told and you have the eight fires that were sparking up from the, the concert stage and behind it you have the eye overreaching the whole show and it was sort of it looked like it was almost alive in a sense but like the eye of providence to a degree like the eye of the god and it was searching the crowd it looked like it was searching the crowd it was these movements were quite erratic and if you look at the promotion material for that event you have like a lot of weird looking occult sort of imagery you have like UFOs with beams and things and you have like a what looks like a, a portal. And speaking of portals, you have like the same connection with Shiva behind them. It looks like it was almost a leading for people to come into this portal. And I remember like some of the, the words that we used to promote that concert with things like, oh, um, see you on the other side. It's obviously sounds a lot like see you like on, on the next phase of life, like after death. And you have pictures of like the astral world head, which I think looked very similar to, I think it was like a demonic drawing. Or is it like written in the Bible? It's like a head that people are walking through to get into hell. And it looks very similar to that. So I'm, I'm not saying by any means that Travis Scott planned to do this. It might be a huge super mystical coincidence, but it does look very in very strange that sort of imagery and that sort of material being used to promote it and then something like that happens and obviously like it, it released a song before called Escape Plan it's quite interesting but at that concert if you looked at it it was very much so like people were struggling to find a way out on the movie Escape Plan but couldn't get out of the event and a lot of people got squashed as a result and also it wore a was it Pearl Jams? So it was a, it was a band called Pearl Jams and they had an event 
they had a concert a few years before, I think it was like 2001, and people died at that concert as well. And in the music video for that escape from song, he was wearing in their shirts. There was a lot of synchronistical connections that you see very weird, but in terms of the cool symbology, there seemed to be a lot there. It, it felt very demonic in place. So there's things like that where it seems as if it's almost intentional to a degree. That's why as much as I love the idea of symbols being neutral, I think they can be and usually are used for a, a, a bad sort of reason, so I can even sort of reason to a degree. Um, because there's a lot of dark stuff, but especially with like concerts and things like that, there's a lot of things that you could pick apart that seem quite on the nose and quite representative of like forces that are of good nature. Yeah, it's a good question because good question, good point, because as we know, concerts are there to harvest and extract the energy of people. So the symbolism there would be used in a negative way to like I said, extract energy. So I guess you're right in that point and yeah, I've got nothing else to say, so that's my final segment of uh, this this episode. I mean, this is the 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, saying thank you so much, okay, for tuning in for this episode of the Occult Pod. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, and also comment because it helps the algorithm. Also, if you want to follow us on social media, go to at the occult pod underscore 13. That is for Instagram and Twitter. And have a great rest of your day, okay? Thank you so much.